Hello. Hi. 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 <sighs> How we doing? How are we doing? Good. I've been okay. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm warm, but I'm gonna make yes. it. I'm going to We're quite toasty. Make it. Uh Bronwyn texted me today that there are Reese's donuts at Krispy Kreme. Oh, uh, we're going right now. And so do you guys wanna just say fuck this yep. and leave? Bye. Krispy Kreme. Just kidding. We love we love our people so much. We can't wait to tell you these spooky stories because we're the golden ghouls. Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. It's time to get spooky. Woo! <gasps> Ladies. What's up? I say this because I think I've forgotten to tell the people recently, but I see that we have a few t-shirts left. <gasps> and so if you haven't gotten yours, you can still get one at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. Snag mm-hmm. it. Snag yes. it while it's hot. That's what I always mm-hmm. say. I, you know, not to toot, toot our own horn, but like honestly, every time I wear my shirt, people are like, oh, what's that? Those are so cute true so Same. i'm just saying uh what are we talking about today isn't this a suggestion it is Ooh. this is a suggestion from our friend and patron jeffrey jeffrey gave us a whole like list of suggestions we love it we and love i was it. hashtag grateful because one of the hardest parts of our job i would say is deciding what to talk about and not mm-hmm. anymore because we got patrons suggesting you know we thank do the lord this. Every single week. Yep. <laughs> We've been doing it for over a year now. Yeah. Every single week. The brain runs out of ideas. So True. we have a very, and this, you know, all three of us are very busy. It's just, we're busy. It's, it's hard to come up with things. So, Jeremy, like, honestly, could Jeffrey. I, oh, Jeffrey. Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't even be more grateful. Honestly, it's the hardest part. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. But this is Alton, Illinois. Crazy. Yeah. Alton. Very specific. Please excuse us when we say crazy things because we've been doing this for over an hour already. Yeah. And, we have. and we're warm. Our, my brain is dead. My body is dead. It's yes. been a long Monday so It far. really has. Um, But Alton, Illinois. Yeah. That's it a, is. That's a really haunted location. Yeah. It is dubbed the haunted, the haunted, the most haunted small town in America. That's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. That is saying a lot, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I would say. I, I couldn't decide, so I started with McPike Mansion. Oh, are you okay. Guys, are you guys ready for this? I'm ready for it. Y'all are ready? I love a mansion. Okay. I love a mansion. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Okay, the house is built in 1869 by architect Lucas Pfeffenberger. Pfeffenberger? Bless you. <laughs> for the original owner, Henry Guest McPike. What a name. Mm-hmm. Truly. Do you think 1869 was as crazy as 1969? Absolutely. Probably. So the McPike family owned 15 acres of land, and at the time, it was known as Mount Lookout Park. So it was here that McPike, who was a horticulturist, perfected his McPike grape. Has anyone ever had one? A, a grape? Mm-hmm. How's it taste? Sour sweet? McPikey. Mm, that's my favorite flavor. Yeah. I just like the pike. <laughs> so the family lived in this house, which was their country home, until 1936. So the house has changed hands several times since its original owner, Mr. McPike. Um, it was once the Browns Business College, and then it was later owned by Paul 
I'm gonna probably butcher this, but it's uh, Lake Lakinger. I'm gonna say that's it. Um, and he rented out rooms in a house to other occupants, kind of like a boarding house. So the house has actually not been occupied since the 1950s, but it's now owned by Sharon and George Ludke, and they've been trying to restore it back to its original state of regality and gorgeousness. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So they are kind of at a standstill because it's very expensive. Like, they want to do it all or nothing. Like, they want it to be just like it was back in the day because it's been ruined by being abandoned for so long. Mm. And I was reading that to do to redo one window, it costs like $1,500. So there are a lot of windows in this house. So... That's what makes it so sad. People just don't want to take the time or money to yeah. Put and they were just the... like, we we want this so badly. It's just mm-hmm. so expensive. So they've been slowly doing this because they want to turn it into a bed and breakfast. Well, that's cool. And when they do, we're I'd there. like to go stay there. Mm-hmm. Bone apple teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so the grounds are known to be haunted in in paranormal circles, um, and they're often visited by ghost hunters and haunted tour groups in the area yeah um the home has even been featured on two tv shows scariest places on earth and factor faked paranormal files so if you want to see what it looks like current state check those out so rumors of hauntings began when i think i said lakinger let's stick with that owned the home and rented it to guests Soon, the tenants began to experience strange events that they could not explain. Most often, sounds of children playing and laughter when there were no children on the grounds. Mm-hmm. Which, I've said it before, and I think I will probably say it 400 more times, but children's laughter is the scariest haunting to me. True. Yeah. Honestly. It's up there with demonic possessions. And like the- There's a fine line. Mm-hmm. Just like hearing children's laughter, like the in real life, it of children. Me. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, ah. mm-hmm. so um, while the home was abandoned, rumors of faces being seen in the windows started. Huh. Yeah. So within six weeks of owning the property, Mrs. Ludke had her first experience. She was out gardening in the front yard, and she looked up to see a strange man staring at her from the window. He disappeared, but not before she took a mental note of what he was wearing. So later on, she's researching the history of the house, and she comes across a photo of Mr. Paul Lakinger wearing the same outfit as the man that she saw in the window. Oh. Yep. Uh, The Ludkeys have also reported the scent of lilac perfume in the attic, which is formerly the servants' quarters where servant Sarah Wells had once lived, and she was reported to have worn that exact fragrance. Ooh. Yeah. Today, like I said, it is host to many paranormal investigations, um, and it's not uncommon for them to find photos of orbs in the mansion, balls of light, um... Figures appearing in the windows that were not seen with the human eye when they took the photo. Um, other experiences also include sensations of being touched, a classic. Ugh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Pacing footsteps, another classic, and vanishing objects. And then they'll later reappear. Oh, my God. 
Mm-hmm. The most active room in the house is actually the wine cellar. And here there is a mysterious mist that appears, and it seems to follow just one person at a time as they move through the basement. There's also a spot called the Grand Ole House, and it's thought to still house many of the spirits that once lived there when it was a boarding house. There are tons of psychics and mediums who have felt the presence there of what they actually believe to be Mr. McPike and his family, servants, and some of the other people who either resided in the house at one point as tenants when it was a boarding house or owned the house or like just owners of the house who have been there in the past. Hmm. Yeah. But like I said, you can tour it. Right. So let's go. It's interesting because they're still doing like renovations, right? Yeah. And I think it's probably like to help, um, like supplement the income to renovate it. Right. That's my guess. Oh, it makes sense. So smart. Help them renovate the place. Put some money into that. That's what I'm saying. Haunt. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that, dude. I want to go to there. Go to it. You know where I want to go? What? In (laughs) Alton? My just desserts. Yum. Uh huh. Yeah. Pretty yum. Because I love a good cake. A good pie, a good cookie, Mm. and a good spook. And this place is on it. And this place has it all. Right. It's located in the Ryder Building, Mm. which is a very, very old building built in, like, the 1800s. But what's so cool about it is President Lincoln used to hang out there, y'all. Wow, a tall boy. Uh Uh-huh. Lincoln's first visits to Alton date back to the early 1840s, guys. Mm. And when he was a young lawyer, he would meet his clients and practice law at the Ryder Building, where you can eat your pie today. Mm. Wow. I'm telling you what. Today, does it just house a bunch of different businesses? No, just my just desserts. Oh, just the one. Okay. Oh. Yep. So it's um, not if you a large look it up, building. It's not. It's just okay. like a. It looks like a two-story brick. Oh, it's, okay. It's on a standalone. There's know like nothing else next to it. Why but. I was thinking it was like a large building. You know. My brain just I, imagined something there. and it was wrong. When you say building, it just goes to big. Mm-hmm. I think I so. I get you. <laughs> um. So the writer building was uh, used as a courthouse for trials. And mm. quite possibly the site of the Lovejoy murder trial. <gasps> <laughs> but in 1840, Lincoln delivered a speech here for a Whig candidate, William Henry Harrison. <laughs> the Harrison. Whig party. Get it? <laughs> Whig. <laughs> Harrison. Whig. Is some Whig. Whig. Hair. Good connect. Connect the dots. What would you guys do if the wig party still existed? We would be dead. Uh, we would be part of it. <laughs> white? Is that why? Because we're white? And no? Unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> I'm only part. True. <laughs> In 1844, Lincoln helped Simon Ryder, the guy that, I guess, had this building. Um, he helped him with a ship vessel. Wait. No, okay, I get it. He helped him, like, collect debt from this guy who was a captain of a ship vessel. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So the building originally, oh, it originally had three stories, but they removed the top four. (gasps) 
She cut her off. And cut that bitch off. <laughs> she was beheaded. I'm literally learning stuff as we go here. Yeah, but so that's how he got to work in the building. Okay. Was because he was like connected with Mr. Ryder. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they cut that top floor, I guess. And now it's just two build, two stories, and it's haunted. Mm-hmm. What do and, you know? Okay, so it's it's really cute inside. First off, let me tell you. My just desserts. Mm-hmm. It's got an old-timey candy bar look. Yeah, super cute. And the decor is like mason jars, handmade quilts, you know. Cute. Like Homemade cute. soaps and fra- fabric bags. You know, just your cute local shop. Mm-hmm. But employees here say that the place is so spooky, they have a hard time working. Apparently... Um, when you're working on the ground level, the floor above, you can hear furniture moving back and forth. Mr. Lincoln is up there studying. He's dancing. <gasps> yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's got, he's walking around trying to figure out the law. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> he's moving his tables all around, you know? Mm. And they'll go up there and nothing's different. Though it hears like, there's like tables scraping against the hardwood floor. Damn. Crazy. Yeah, um, but, like, beyond that, beyond hearing, like, noises and just, like, movements everywhere, that's kind of all there is. Hmm. You know what else there is? I'm looking at what? their menu right now. It says they've got a hefty chicken sandwich, but they've got a rotating menu of pies. They have 9 to 13 pies baked at fresh every day. Holy only, shit. Only 9 to 13. Okay, <laughs> right now, I'm looking at, there's one called Mystery Pecan. Yeah. Turtle. Yeah. Apple praline, but wait. What? Miss Ledbetter's chocolate pie. Sour cream lemon pie. Oh, yeah. Double layer pumpkin pie. Oh, my God. Water. I'm going to Alton just Watering, for this. honestly. But I think it's really cool. I mean, Lincoln's got to still be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hanging out, practicing Why his wouldn't he? law. He was a spooky Moving guy. Moving around his chairs because he just need he, like, needs to think from different angles in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, you know? though. Me, too. Like, I had, it. like, it's the feng shui. It's like, let's readdress if I can't figure it out here. Yep. <laughs> then move the bed. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do what you gotta do for the thoughts that you gotta have. Exactly. Kylie's getting into position. Sorry. I was laying on the ground daydreaming about pie, which I don't usually like, but I feel like after listening to Emily talk about I prefer pie to cake. Yeah, it's I gotta be in the mood, but apple pie will never do me wrong. Yeah. You know? So, in Alton, in 1904, was the first schoolhouse, and it was called Milton Schoolhouse, and it was built as a limestone and brick for a classroom school. And what mm. do we know about limestone? Stone tape theory. It's, it isn't, uh, the stones recording the things. Did you say before all, did we say before all of this that that's what Alton's, like, known for? Oh, no. It's like, that's why they say it's Oh, because so, of all the, the limestone? limestone. <gasps> that's mm-hmm. why they think it's oh. so haunted. It's because the limestone. Yeah. Makes sense. Yes. Wow, wow. So it was a cute, adorable four-classroom school. Cute and over and adorable. Yes, both. Mm. Synonyms, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> both. She's very serious about it. Over a dozen classrooms were added um, after the F- World War One to accommodate the area's population growth. And the final addition 
was a full gymnasium and a stage in 1937, and it brought the square footage to 55,000 square feet, if anyone's interested. After closing as a school, the structure was purchased by Gary Levi, or Levy, of Intaglio Designs as a spot for his manufacturing business. He built and expanded uh, the spot into a 10,000 square foot modern industrial warehouse that was attached to the original building. So this this place is getting big. It's getting thick. Uh, you know, I like it like that. She likes it like that. Um, unfortunately, he had to close in the late 1990s because of financial issues and troubles, and the factory slash school never reopened. Um, it sat in neglect and was vacant for, like, the decade following. <laughs> Why do they do that? I know. But, um, a nice couple, the, the Elliots, they actually purchased the building a few years back and turned it into a business incubator, and it happens to have a very popular coffee shop in Alton. Yum. Uh, here's where it gets spooky. Desserts, coffee, love mm -hmm, it. We Guts. love it. That's all you need. Honestly. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> so the story has it, the schoolhouse and the building in general uh, is haunted due to a janitor who committed suicide <gasps> while it was a school. Why they do that? Dude, and also a young girl who was brutally murdered Ooh, in the basement. No. no. Mm -hmm. And there's no uh, proof of this. I'm sure. Um, Just legend. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like if someone were to go and investigate and find some death certificates and, you know, do their research, I feel like maybe they'd find something. They probably. Just saying. Um, but these two stories, along with strange events and accounts of paranormal activity over the years, uh, led to the TAPS team from Ghost Hunters <gasps> to investigate the Milton Schoolhouse. Atlantic Paranormal Society. Yes. <laughs> we're ASMR now. I can't wait until they come back to television. I know it's a different crew and that's whatever, but they're actually both come Jason and Grant are coming back in two separate TV shows. Oh, Ooh, they split up. Mm -hmm. I mean, more money. Quarrel. I don't know. No, I think it's, it's just like, capitalism at its finest. They'll make like more two separate shows. Half and half. This is America. <laughs> yeah, it's like half of them went to one of the shows and half went to the other. Yeah. I've been on, um, but they'll be making the same amount of money, so they'll be making twice as much as individuals. I've been really mad at just capitalism in general recently so excuse me <laughs> she this, a this is sore. now a podcast a political <laughs> podcast yes okay i'm i mean i'm no communist but okay so the ghost hunters in 2010 they went there to investigate however after three days of filming the team issued a statement revealing no evidence to validate either the suicide or the murder however they, along with other paranormal investigative teams who have visited over the years, do believe that they have sufficient evidence to deem the property as a haunted location. So, I mean, okay. if Ghost Hunters is going to say it's haunted, it's haunted, you know? Confirmed. Uh -huh. Take their hecking word for it. Yeah, exactly. Milton. The building's website, themiltonschoolhouse.com, uh, has a blog post about paranormal preservationists and the building's claim to fame, which has caused, and I quote the blog post, Gawkers have been driving through our parking lot with ever-increasing frequency, and for the last three weeks, Joel chased the first crowd of drunken thrill-seekers off our lawn not six days ago. Everyone is searching for a ghost. So, as I mentioned before, the building, um, they decided to turn it into a business incubator, and it's home to a coffee shop. <laughs> uh, in 2018, a psychic medium by the name of 
uh, Shonda Crosby went on a tour of the building. So even though it's been, you know, renovated and changed, we all know limestone don't lie. Mm-hmm. Limestone don't lie. That's it's another true. song. That's another song. Limestone don't, don't lie. <laughs> and your stone stays tight because your limestone don't lie. That's yeah. good. Honestly, <laughs> we're happy with that. Copyright <laughs> that. Fuck off Shakira. It's too hot. Yeah, that was a good one. Let me tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. No, I'll tell you what. So here's so what Shonda. No breathing. This is what she experienced. So she says that she saw a young boy in the boiler room Cut. around eight years old, and he was very scared. He was like scared AF. She didn't, of course, know why. Um, I think she tried to ask him, but wasn't able to come up with a reason. But she could just sense his energy. He was very scared and nervous. They're always in the boiler room. I know. And then in a different part of the boiler room, she picked up an old man. She says old man. He was in his late 50s. I wouldn't really say that was an old man. Maybe an older an older gentleman. And um, his energy was not so much scared as he was on edge and nervous. Uh, she thinks, you know, he was very protective of the building and he loved the building and he had some experiences with other people coming down there and kind of taunting the spirits. And so, I don't know, maybe that was a janitor. She says he may have been a janitor. Was it the janitor that committed suicide? We don't know. Uh, but she says the place overall has a lot of activity. Uh, the basement, she said, had an overwhelming dark energy. However, most of the spirits in the building are of children, and they're very friendly, um, and they try to hold hands of those who are alive, which is precious. (laughs) Though, at the same time, if I were investigating a spot and, like, a ghost child tried to grab my hand. I don't. I don't know. You know well, would I would I grasp it and and cherish it, or would I run? I just keep thinking of that vine of the lady on the bus who's like. <laughs> <laughs> I know we haven't. Oh my god! Oh my god! That guy tries to grab. She's pissed. I. We need to explain the vine. There was a character. Well, not a character, but oh a, a dude, right? That I would just, like, that. go around touching the hands of strangers, and he tried to hold this woman's hand on the bus, and she took it away. Like, like she was about to do, chop. like, a reverse karate chop, and it's just... It's, it's hilarious. Her face is so mad. You just hear this up. But, um... <laughs> you I know, hear the wind beneath mm-hmm. her wings. I know we haven't <laughs> talked about this yet, and I know we're going to eventually with Stephen from the Night Owl podcast, but when we went to the clay pit, mm. we had a child ghost who was really liked the three of us. Yeah. And he wanted to be friends with us, and he probably wanted to hold hands, so... Yeah, he probably wanted I would have smooch. allowed it. Yeah. You know? He could have just went for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, oh... He touched my ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- they... A lot of things like your ankles. Have you mm, noticed that? True. Like dogs. They're tasty. <laughs> oh, it's like the boniest peace. part, and I really want to take a bite. Oh, yeah, probably. Not the kids. The, the, dogs. <laughs> the dogs. Hey, don't don't speak so <laughs> soon. <laughs> oh, man. All I know right. a few ankle biters. Mm, okay, well, I haven't encountered one yet. So. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Do it. It's the Mineral Springs Mall. Oh, I love a mall. Mm, I don't know if you'd like this one, but here we go. (laughs) She loves a good mall. (laughs) It's not your standard mall. 
Uh, so it opened in 1914 as the Mineral Springs Hotel, actually. Ooh. So this town started popping off because, or the area near the hotel, at least. Um, there was a drill for fresh water, which resulted in the discovery of a mineral-rich spring. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So they were like, here's this hotel. Let's do the same. So it, the mall itself is actually a strong contender for the most haunted in the town. Hmm. All right. So it's located at 301 East Broadway and has housed stores since 1971. So legend of the place claim that there are several different ghosts that haunt the spot and rooms of the mall. The first is said to be that of an artist who had stayed there when it was a hotel and he was unable to pay his bill back in 1932. It's hard out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his ghost is said to haunt the area that was once the bar. Um, this section of the building has served as a shop in recent years, but the saloon that once existed there, um, it was gorgeous. And um, yeah, so that would make sense why he'd still want to stick around. Right. So, but like, you, but like, don't because you, you you got a bill there. Yeah, true. All <laughs> traces of the bar have actually vanished since, but um, supposedly there was an unfinished mural of the city of Alton that was painted on the wall, and stories say that the artist was the one who actually did it because they said, in exchange for you living here, we want you to paint this mural, and your bill will be, you know. No, it'll be gone. It'll be gone. So, he actually died before he was able to finish it, and his ghost has remained there ever since. But, um, people have done research, and they think it's more legend than it is any truth to it. Mm. Um, they can confirm that the mural was indeed painted back in 1932, and it was finished, um, and later restored in 1978. However, there's no record that it was painted by this said artist, um, and... The suggestion was actually made by a writer named Robert Schubert in a newspaper article that was written about the reopening of the building, and they said that the ghost story was picked up as more of a joke than anything else, but once it was told, the town kept retelling it and retelling it. Um, so, however... That's how they, that's how they stay alive. That's how legends yep. live. <laughs> however... However, however, people do say that there is a ghost that lingers there that smells strongly of alcohol, and Ooh. it's attributed to the artist's ghost because he hung out in the bar. Is there a certain type of alcohol that he prefers? They just say alcohol. Oh. Yum. Okay. It must have been strong if he Probably. if you can still yeah. smell it. So there's another spot in the building that um, they think a lot of this is more stuff of legends again than it is fact. But there's an old swimming pool in the basement. What? Why? And because it was like a mineral spring and they oh, people, okay. yeah, they had this hotel and this pool. So according to the story, a man was at a party here with his wife back in the 20s. And during an argument, he was actually knocked into the pool and he drowned. Oh, rip. Yeah. Dude, this was a party. Nobody jumped in. You asked. No one knew how to swim. Maybe they were the <laughs> only was... ones down there, and the rest of the party was upstairs. I don't know. Murder. But in the years Murder. after, <laughs> in the years after, the man was said to be standing near the side of the pool or in the lower parts of the building, and his ghost has been described as angry and brooding, but impeccably dressed in a black tie, 
and fine. Uh, the coat has tails. It was a party. Twas party. Twas, Twas party. Now was he dripping with poo water? He, well, wait for it. <laughs> so according to the legend, he's waiting here for the return of his wife's spirit so that he can take revenge on her. Push is he, him is in. he waiting like W A D I N G like no, waiting no, no. in the he's pool? Waiting. <laughs> but again, there's no record of this happening. However, the pool area has been known to house footsteps with nobody near, <gasps> as well as lights turning on and off and the apparition of a man that multiple tour groups and investigators have seen. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, an employee actually had his own spooky experience down by the pool. So, he's there one night. Um, he's by himself, and he happened to be in the basement area, and he heard what sounded like water, like, trickling from behind the locked door of the room where the pool is. So, there hadn't been water in the pool for years. He's alarmed. He's like, who is in there? What's happening? Who is she? Mm-hmm. So he's thinking like maybe a water pipe had broken or something from another floor was leaking. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I got to go figure this out before it becomes a way bigger mess. So he hurries inside and he turns on the lights and he sees that the floor is perfectly dry. There's no water running. Um, the sounds actually stop completely. So he's super confused and he starts to leave the room and as he does, he notices something on the floor that catches his attention. He looks closer and he realizes that what he's looking at is a line of wet footprints Ooh. from the ledge of the pool and they vanished several feet away. Oh my god. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he put socks on. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think a wet sock would still leave a print. Ghosts in socks. Ghosts in socks. Ghosts in socks. Cats in hats. I mean, the picture it all together mm-hmm. is one yeah, big party. That's but beautiful. That's a beautiful scene. This is spooky, but he's not the most famous ghost of the Mineral Springs mm. Hotel slash mall. Twice. It's we- a legendary jasmine lady. <gasps> mm-hmm. Ooh, she smells delicious. Mm-hmm. Jasmine from Aladdin? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. So, the accounts say that she haunts a staircase that is located short distance from what was the lobby when it was a hotel Mm -hmm. and according to the legend there was a woman there who was a guest of the hotel and she came there to take advantage of the healing waters with her husband okay while she was there she became romantically involved with another guest and started an affair i've let that's what i'm telling you back in the day all they could talk about was affairs so we had nothing to do right one evening her husband's away she takes the man up to her room and it's a disaster because her husband returns unexpectedly and he catches them in the act no Mm -hmm. what act need sex i didn't buy a round of voyeurism here yeah (laughs) needless to say he's pissed as hell um and in a violent manner or no, it's a violent encounter. Yeah. Uh, so violent, but the wife runs away, and she's scared, and she starts down the stairs, and people don't know if she was pushed or if she tripped, but she fell and she broke her neck and died instantly. Oof. Mm. Yep. Her husband then returned to their room upstairs and committed suicide. You know, Ooh. sounds a little bit like the staircase. Maybe he pushed her. Maybe it was an owl. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. 
So Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> so this is another one that people are like, there's no truth to this, though. But there was a female guest who did fall to her death on the staircase, but it was ruled an accident, and there was no evidence of foul play, and they don't think that she had a husband who um, took his own life. Mm. So either way, over the years, when the hotel was still operating, staff members and guests caught glimpses of a woman's tragic fall um, on the stairs, and it would replay over and over again, residual mm-hmm. haunting. Mm-mm. Also, they would catch whiffs of a pungent perfume, a jasmine <laughs> scent. Oh, my God. That was a good one, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah. So, today, it's got a bunch of little shops in it, um, and there are tenants, Dave and Donna Nanali. Nanali. And they are the owners of, y'all wait for this, it's Raining Zen. <laughs> We gotta go. Tight. <laughs> right? And Indigo Moon Metaphysical and Holistic Shops, which LOL, TBH. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they have claimed to have had several paranormal encounters in the building. So Dave said that Mineral Springs Mall has several historical hauntings, but also some folkloric ones. And one of the historic hauntings is that of Clarence, who was a 17-year-old young man who was said to have drowned in the pool. And several people who have um, investigated it, or tenants there, have claimed they've seen the apparition of a young man, sometimes in a brown suit, who appears around the pool area. And his death certificate is actually showcased in the lobby of the mall. Huh. So there's proof to his story. Um, There's also a folklore about the ghost of Cassandra, Mm. and they think that she drowned during a birthday party, um, but they can't prove this one either. I'm like, y'all got a lot of fake-ass stories, but you got a lot of ghosts, so what's happening? So she was a little girl, so many people will leave toys for her now, especially marbles, around the pool's drain, and they will move. Um, some groups even claim to see the marbles moving in a manner that looks like there's a hand manipulating them. Like, it's not just roll. It, like, rolls in a pattern that's just a hand would have to do it. So, the Nanales, um, <laughs> when they brought their shop into the building, they... It's like a... It's a metaphysics store and, like, a kind of hippie, witchy place. Mm-hmm. So, they sell crystals and um Spencer Pratt. <laughs> oh oh my god. Imagine Spencer? <laughs> Spencer? It's actually it's, it's actually his, his yeah. Um and it's just fate it's just run by these two people. Mm-hmm. But um Donna said that they started finding little pink agate everywhere and they were all over in the shop um places that they hadn't put them and they had no idea where they came from or how they got there. But it's been said that pink is actually associated with the alleged haunting of Cassandra, the little girl, because sometimes during investigations, they will see a pink orb in photos (gasps) or a pink mist. Do you think that she collects the agate and puts them places? Maybe. Mm. There's also said to be a ghost named Pearl there. (laughs) Um, I'm just thinking of um, SpongeBob, Mr. Krabs' daughter. Yeah, yeah, the whale. Mm-hmm. We all love her. Yeah, she was gorgeous. She was a sassy queen. But yeah, Pearl. Oh, 
God, what even was her story? There were so many tales, but she was they, a, she was spoiled. Her apparition is seen. Oh, we're not talking about SpongeBob anymore. Oh no! What if Pearl? <laughs> she was a spoiled. She was a spoiled whale. <laughs> she was the most spoiled whale. She had a flower on her head. <laughs> oh, I'm, emba- I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Oh, quite, quite good. Oh, oh, oh man. Geez. Yeah, I'm telling you what. Y'all want to hear a short one? I'm just going to yeah, read Yeah, short, sweet. Close this. it out, honey. Straight from the just close it out, literal sweaty. <laughs> God damn. I'm like. I'm hot as bad. I'm so hot. So, this is the, the first Unitarian church. This place is haunted. Oh, I saw that on the list. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, apparently, <laughs> built in 1830, it used to be called St. Matthew's Catholic Church, but 20 years later, that thing burnt to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew! That thing burnt. <laughs> and the Unitarian Society purchased the land and rebuilt the church for themselves. Nice. Um, however, another fire occurred in 1901, burning the church down again. So, the one that stands today was the rebuilt version in 1905. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To me, that sounds like, hey, I don't want a church here. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, somebody's saying... No. I don't want a church here. We think it's a a demon church here. Because two burn? Two... Two times? You're going to burn it down? Twice? Some's telling me this ain't a good idea. It's lit. Anyways... It stayed up. So, Reverend Philip Mercer, a well-respected preacher at the Unitarian Church, at the young age of 18 in England, he moved here and was just known for his sermons, and all the people worldwide would just, like, come from all over to see this guy. You gotta see him. Right. One night in November of 1934, he found himself very ill, (sighs) y'all. He was shaking uncontrollably, completely unable to speak. And when he went to visit a friend named James McKenney, um, after a few days of not seeing Mercer, McKenney went to the... Wait. This is very confusing. He went to a friend, I guess, and he found... Um, I guess McKenney went to him. And he found Mercer hanging in the doorway of the ministry study. He couldn't take it, y'all. He was too sick, too ill. He was done. Since the reverend's death, also, that's another sign to me, guys, that the church doesn't need to be there. True. The reverend commits suicide, burnt down twice. It's time for it to end. Sweaty. So, needless to say, ever since the reverend's death, the place has been haunted AF. Um, there have been reports of voices, shadowy figures coming from the basement of the church. Basement's never good news, just like the boiler room. <sighs> I think you'd find them in the same place, right? Boiler room. Usually. Mm-hmm. The piano plays by itself sometimes, and doors will open and close with no explanation. Mm-mm. All I have to say is the Unitarian Church in Alton is no good. I wouldn't go there Mm-mm. for your services. Mm-mm. Sorry, I mean, if I, you do exactly. We, I apologize if you speak. We're there, sure if you they're sing great. There, if you, anything, but I just think after two burn downs, 
<laughs> and a hanging, like something's trying to call you. If you do go there, have you been haunted? Right. Let us know at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a call for stories, y'all. The Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. Send yes. Us some. Yes, please. We need them. We need them. We would love to share. So share with us. We're sweating to death, so I'm going to have to say it real quick and fast. My mind's gone. Until next time, stay spooky. And not sweaty. Woo!